Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Inch and Rossi. What are those? What are those glasses, James? Blue light blocking glasses. I just found them on my desk. You look like an NBA player doing a press conference trying to look smart. You look like um, Cam Newton not being able to play quarterback. <laughs> well, uh, hello and welcome to another episode <laughs> of Off Track with Inch and Rossi, where, if if possible, guys, we keep raising the bar or lowering the bar. I'm not sure Alex Rossi has ever been less interested in being on the show than he is today, <laughs> and that is saying something. <laughs> It's going to be a fun I one. Was, I'm excited. I, was I love what we have computer. to do these now. I was sitting in my computer three minutes before I was supposed to be on, and I was like, you know what? No. I'm right. so intentionally I was not actually, going to be on time. I was actually early, and Alex was late for no particular reason other than he felt like eating a few more handfuls of goldfish crackers. And now he's busting into, what is that, a Pop-Tart? What are you eating there? More goldfish. Oh, more goldfish in like a different container. I respect it. I respect this level of not giving a because it's just endemic of of. I was gonna say the year, but it's been more than a year now. It's just it's just life now. (laughs) Just kind of existence. Yeah. Well, okay. So I respect it because he's putting all these crunch sounds onto the show, which I know drives them crazy. So I'm all for it. Um, and hardly one to judge about him being three minutes late. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Alex, the, the only issue is uh, we were going to open the show recapping your weekend at Watkins Glen, which would require you to talk. Is that something you want to do? Why don't you or? recap it, James? Well, I was going to ask you questions to recap it. That's fine. Okay. Gonna be one of those. Andy. It's gonna be a pulling teeth episode. Everybody, strap in. <laughs> These are gonna be very short answers, so I hope you watch the race on your own if you give any cares about what happened. So, Alex, you know what? Just tune in next week. Just yeah, if you want to, you, you can, can skip this one. We're not gonna be mad. <laughs> Alex, how was your weekend? Fine. Good. Um, did you? Was it nice being back at Watkins? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, how did the weekend go? Fine. Okay. Were you happy to be on the podium? It was anticlimactic. Pardon me? It was anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. Okay. We're, I, 
do you think you had a shot to win and it and it just didn't pan out or was that no. the best you had? Well, James, <clears throat> now that I'm done with my goldfish. There we um, go. And he's <clears throat> back. So it sucked because when you start on pole, like right. you think you can the win. The expectation right? is and you can win. Yeah. The expectation is to win. So you know, we, we knew the 60 car, we knew that the track was pretty favorable to Acura's just because, you know, it, that car was developed, um, for Le Mans and, and high speed corners and, and stuff like that. So it, it was, it was a great car to drive. Um, it's a, it's a lot of fun around that place. Um, we had a, a, uh, a thing happen in the race that, that kind of prevented, uh, progress. Um, but with that being said, you know, the 60 car was right there. Um, if not a little quicker, I think Ricky, quite honestly, just overperformed in qualifying and and really just did an awesome job of 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 executing the lap. And Dane made a little mistake on his, and, and that was really the difference. Um, but we knew that the, the race was going to be between us and the 60. Um, and, and quite honestly, the 60 was... For those of you that don't know, 60 is the other Acura car. Um, it's not really a teammate car because it's run by a different team. Um, but it's all the, the same equipment, just different setup philosophies, if you will. Um, so they were kind of in control of the race. We were we were, we were second. Um, you know, it was, we were fighting with the 01 car, the, the Ganassi car. Um, every once in a while, the, the 55 Mazda would, would kind of be in the picture. But we still felt that we had ultimately the pace to pretty easily finish second. Um, but would really have to work the strategy and stuff after we realized um, that we had a, a little a little thing hurting us. Um, work the strategy to be able to win, and we we continued to try and do that as as the race evolved and the six hours went on. Um, and then at the end, there was a there was a yellow that was kind of reminiscent of of the Mid Ohio uh, IMSA race, where it was a late yellow, and everyone was like, "Ooh, that's yeah, we're gonna take it and try and get home, but it's gonna be really, really, really tight." Um, and that's where I think, you know, sports car racing is a little frustrating sometimes. So sometimes when, you know, when we talk about BOP and, and, um, the, the kind of balance of, of performance that exists in sports cars, sometimes that's horsepower. Sometimes that's weight. Other times it's fuel capacity. Well, the, the Mazda was given more fuel for this, this race. Um, so without really having done a full debrief and an understanding of what happened. But when we all came in, we imagined that they knew really what we would be able to, how much fuel we could put in the car versus them. So they were actually able to pull fuel on us and get track position. And then they would have the same amount of fuel as we did taking the green, meaning that yes, they still had to save, but they had the track position. Um, and, and knowing that everyone had to save, you couldn't really attack. So we, we restarted in, in fourth, actually. And then Philippe did a great job to, to really, while fuel saving, overtake um, the 01 car, Kevin. Um, and we finished third. So that's why it was a little anticlimactic because it was like, you know, we kind of resigned ourselves to finishing second. And then and we're kind of disappointed with that. And then it was like, oh, man, we're fighting to try and get on the podium. So ultimately, it was it was a good day for the team. I mean, everything was perfect in terms of the strategy and, and stops and all the drivers did a great job and we did everything we could, but unfortunately, you know, there was just some, we had a little bit of a handicap, um, that was through no fault of anyone, just one of those things. And, uh, 
alas, we finished third. But it, well, in, in all honesty, it was great to be back at Watkins. It was very cool. We know you like that place. I'm sure it was very cool. Um, it, it is interesting. The thing that blew me away was that in sports car racing, you run to a time, not to a lap number. Yeah. Right? So it's sometimes a little bit harder for the engineers to calculate how much fuel you need because how it works is, you know, so in, in, in some other series that run to time, they'll let like the clock run out. And then once the clock's out, they'll wave the white flag. So it's basically that time plus a lap, but in IMSA, they basically try to time it. So whatever lap times the leader's running, once you're sort of below that amount of time, they'll throw the white flag. So you cross it roughly zero on the clock. The uh, Tignal, who was leading in the Mazda, he crossed the line to get the white flag with, I mean, I don't know. I obviously don't know what race what race controls tolerances are for that, but like, I got to think within five seconds of getting the white flag or not and having to do one more lap. So you're and, absolutely right. So I, you may be getting to this point. So go on. I don't want to interrupt you. No, 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 no. You were there. Tell the story. So, so we were scanning their radio and they actually, they, they knew that they didn't want to do another lap. So they legitimately told Tignal, like, you have to back off this lap. Right. <laughs> so his, his lap was four and a half seconds slower than his previous three lap average. Right. So he bailed off and was like, kind of just kind of milking it through sector three, trying to burn time to get to the line so that that was the last lap. And, and he only just had enough margin to do that. The 60 car running behind him, like took this, all of a sudden you see this massive swing in the gap from first to second. It's like, oh my God, he's, he's going to catch him. He's going to pass him. But it was really all just very carefully orchestrated to make sure that they got the white flag on that lap. And so crucial was that timing that the winning car ran out of gas on the cool down lap. So they were so close <laughs> that they, they really didn't have... They literally could not have done one more lap, even if they wanted to. So the trying to orchestrate that and the execution of that was, you know, BOP stuff aside, just once they were in that position. Oh, for sure. Yeah. How, how long is this, is this stint? It's all like for you guys, 40, 50? No, I mean, around 30, there because it's it's so high speed. Like it's kind of 39 laps. 39 um, laps. Okay. Which so, yeah. is real right. So sorry. In, in minutes, I suppose that's close to 50 minutes. Right. So um, you're almost an hour ahead of time. You're trying to reverse engineer how many laps at what lap time you can right. do or how many laps you can do. So what lap time you have to do yeah. to make sure you do that many laps and not anymore while keeping a fleet of cars behind you. It was pretty, it was pretty fun to watch at the end there. Well, good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So... Maybe not for you, though. No, I mean, it was fine. It, 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 it's, it's funny. Like, I don't know. It, you know, J James, it's, it's so strange to share a car with other people. Sometimes yes. it's really nice because, like, it's miserable and you're like, thank Misery God. Misery loves company. I don't want well, to. Thank God I don't have to drive anymore. Like, oh. it's someone else's problem. Right. Other times it's like, man, like, I feel like I could do something here. And it's like, I don't, yeah. I have to get out type of thing. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's always, it's always interesting, but I, I think that what's really cool is Philippe and Ricky and I have, have struck a pretty unique balance um, in terms of our trust level and relationship level in a, in a pretty short period of time, you know, higher than I think any 
with anything that we had achieved um, with with Elio. I mean, Elio was was phenomenal and and, uh, and clearly still has plenty of pace left in in him with winning his fourth five hundred. But you know, you you got to be able to have that kind of chemistry not only in the race car but but off track as well and it's uh it's a pretty pretty special thing we have so it's it's it was an honor to to be able to get the call from from Wayne Taylor um and, and Acura and, and have the support and, and trust that they had in me to kind of show up and I mean I didn't do the tests that they did there so they had a two-day test and I kind of had to get in for practice and, and figure it out fortunately it's not all that much different than IndyCar, but I have to say, James, um, it's still quite a bit slower, which was yeah. surprised. Like I knew it was slower, so I kind of backed it off in the bus stop and first lap I almost rode the car off. So I was like, okay, it's still <laughs> still slower than that. Indy cars are pretty cool around that place. That's yes, for are. sure. Yeah. Um, so flying to uh where'd you fly? New York. Uh yes. New York State, Watkins Glen. There there was a funny, a funny happening because I was also flying somewhere, uh, not upstate New York, but we had uh, the same flight out of Indy to a layover in Detroit, mm-hmm. and we landed in Detroit around lunchtime. So, continuing the theme of restaurant reviews featuring Alexander Rossi, why don't you go <laughs> ahead and tell the people about? I don't remember what it was called. Let's call it DTW Bar and Grill for lack of any knowledge no, of what it was it called. It was like that Gordon Beyer. Like oh, Gordon Biersch or whatever. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It was. So <clears throat> so here's my first complaint. My first complaint. <laughs> Coming out strong. <laughs> is you get to, no, 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 hold on. You get to one of the largest slash busiest airports in the world. That is a hub for the world's largest airline of Delta. Delta Airlines. And you get off and you look at us like a like a very modern, like digital board, right? Of like restaurant selections. Okay. Well, we were in in a pretty like normal size terminal, right? So the restaurant selections, and there was a list. And like the list included, you know, your Popeyes, your Subway, your TJ Fridays, whatever, right? Your, your normal stuff. And then there was this, and we were like, oh, none of that really sounds good. And then one of the options was this Gordon Beyer pub, beer, brew pub, yeah. beer, whatever. And it was like right at our gate. So it was like, well, none of these other things look good. That's right there. So why don't we just go there? Turns out there was like probably eight or nine more restaurants that looked much better, but they weren't even on the list. So like, come on. Detroit. Some of them were also closed though. No, but there were some that were not closed. That is true. That's yes. true. The PF Changs was closed. That that is true. Any anyways. <laughs> so that was complaint number 1. Just come on Detroit, do a better job with your airport signage. <laughs> that's, all, I mean, that's all. Um and then, you know, my I don't really know that I remember our experience, James. What? Okay. I'm drawing I, a blank. I do. I'm sorry. I, I remember text. I remember texting Tim and saying, "Make sure we talk about this on the show." So, here's what happened after last week's um, explanation of um, Stefano's Trattoria or whatever in Sheboygan, where we learned that one of Alex's biggest pet peeves when dining at a restaurant is friendly and knowledgeable waitstaff. 
Oh, I, I know where you're going. <laughs> yep. We were we were now. greeted at our table by a very bubbly, very energetic young lady who was was having a great day. She was having a great day. And until Alex arrived. No, nope. no, because no, not I, even not even my no. cloud could bring her down. No, for sure. <laughs> and and I loved her energy so much, and I loved how uncomfortable it made Alex so much that I kept her tableside chatting for 15, maybe 20 <laughs> minutes, just hitting it off back and forth banter. And I, we were sitting in a little booth, and I could see I could see Alex just slowly shrinking. So, into the so corner. This, Actually, this we have a surprise. She's here right now. Let me bring this her lady, up. This lady comes, okay? She hands us the menus, okay? Normal. And she's like, what can I get you to drink? And so I, 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 I'm like, James like, oh, I'll take a water. And I'm like, oh, I'll also take a water. And um, then I'm like, I, and I'll have a Diet Coke. And, and But like at the same point, she started like, like talking over me about like something. It doesn't matter what it was. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I like went again. And then she started, oh, it was because, so James was ordering a beer and it was his ID. Okay. And so he was commenting on James's, she was commenting on James's age. So as, after he had ordered, I was like, and and I'll take a Diet Coke. Well, how he didn't look that old. I'm going to take a Diet Coke. And then she was like, oh, and then kept talking to James. And then I was like, trying to like finish my sentence and I would like get two words out and then she'd go straight back to James asking questions about Canada. Obviously. Yeah. And then this is something would, you have to be used to by now. And then I would like <laughs> try again and she'd look back at me and I'd try again. And then she'd turn and be like, I'm turning 30 later this year. And James was like, Oh, so is Alex. <laughs> and then she looked at me and then wanted to converse with me. And I was still just trying to order my diet Coke. And then so we get through that, and that was like that. That's a very condensed version, but that was like a good four minutes. And every oh, single time, I was just I was just looking at James while she was talking to him, and I was like, "Shut up!" Like, yeah, he was <laughs> daggers, <laughs> daggers, continuing to talk to her so I can order so, my drink. So I was just talking more, just okay. talking more. So, <laughs> so we get through that, and then whatever, drinks come, and it's time to order food. Okay, well, it's my turn to go first. And so I order, we, James and I ended up, we were going to order the same thing. So it was like a chicken, like BLT sandwich thing. Yeah. And so I ordered it and I was like, I don't want mayonnaise. Can I get mayonnaise on the side? And then she kind of went off on a tangent about mayonnaise. And I was like, and interrupted me because I was like, I also want the French fries. So I didn't even get the full order out before she went off on her mayonnaise tangent. And then we kind of got through that. And then... And then this is where I almost got up and left. So James then orders and is like, I will take the mayonnaise and the fries, but I want ketchup. And she was like, ketchup. Oh, he said, I don't want tomatoes, but I want ketchup for the fries. And she said, why do you like ketchup if you don't like tomatoes? And he was like, I just, I don't like the texture and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, I hate ketchup and love tomatoes. And so then they start comparing notes on ketchup and tomatoes, <laughs> James explains to her how wrong she is. Well, then this young this lady- This is where even I was, this is where this, even I was confused at this part. Realizes that she had had a conversation with ketchup with someone else. 
So I am already on the limit of my tolerance of human interaction with a stranger. She yells across the restaurant to another table and says, hey, man. Hey, like, Kevin. Know the guys. This Whatever. guy likes ketchup this as much guy as likes you ketchup do. Too. Do you want to talk about it? So then all of the restaurant is now looking at our table. And then James starts yelling back and forth with this guy about ketchup. And I am so mad. I was hungry. I already, there was too many words being spoken. And now the entire restaurant was directing their attention at our little booth to discuss ketchup. I love this story. Like, I love this story for a lot of reasons, but I think my favorite is that she was like, "Hey, you guys have something in common. You two people like the most popular condiment in America." And we're sitting at a restaurant that serves that condiment. Oh man, it, it was, was the best. It was, the it was best. a lot. It was a lot. So, so the service may have been a little too polite and energetic and engaging for Alex, but at least the food was crap. <laughs> guys, the food, how... the food wasn't that bad. No, I'm, wasn't so, fine. I'm so upset that you guys didn't think to invite her on this podcast because <laughs> I would spend, forget SRX, forget we're stopping winning, forget Watkins Glen. We would spend 40 minutes delving into this woman's opinion on ketchup and tomatoes. Yeah, it's weird. I don't understand how that works. <laughs> but then Next here's the... Get your phone out and record it. Here's the best part, right? <laughs> After everything that Alex has suffered through in this 35-minute meal, the bill comes, right? And Alex, go, he looks at me and he goes, want to do credit card roulette? And I said, sure, pal, let's do it. <laughs> and so we both give her a credit. And she never played before, which I was surprised at. So we explained the rules of credit card roulette. Everybody at the table, in this case, those two, gives a credit card, shuffle them up behind your back, whichever one you pick out has to has to pay the bill. And of course, Alex and I have the same credit card. So like we put both put the same one in. So that way there was no way to tell whose was whose or whatever. Shook him up behind her back, pulled out Alex's credit card. So he bought me lunch. <laughs> oh, I love this story. It was great. I want to go back. Yeah. yeah. Next time we're at DTW, I know exactly where I'm going. Well, we actually, this does bring up a, a point that I'd forgotten. We got a, a DM on the off track uh, Instagram account from Clara H&H asking for a restaurant recommendation around mid Ohio. So I figure some people are going out to mid Ohio. They're going to watch you guys race. Any, anywhere you recommend there, bring a cooler <laughs> and a portable grill and a portable grill. <laughs> All right. I honestly All right. don't think I've ever been to a restaurant around mid-ohio oh no wait isn't there that one steakhouse is That's that the steakhouse mario always goes yeah, to. yeah yeah there is one steakhouse it's like a i've like never a, been invited to that you've never been to that I've, place probably been invited you're, I've su never you're gone. such pleasant yeah, dinner company alex i can't believe you there, wouldn't be invited somewhere it's like a it's like a like a texas <laughs> roadhouse kind of place yeah, there's, I, I remember being like this is a really oh, good steakhouse well, no, it's I've weird been, that there's peanut shells on the floor yeah there's peanut shells everywhere <laughs> okay well there is a texas roadhouse in mid-ohio that i go to every year but oh, okay. So there's that's that. not really I, like a restaurant recommendation. But it's not. Yeah, this one is. I don't think it's actually a Texas Roadhouse, but it's oh, it's a but Texas, a Texas Roadhouse. roadhouse so. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there's nothing nothing cool like Trattoria Stefano or no, the, the greatest restaurant on earth. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, I'm I'm glad now we know where to stop if we go to Detroit Airport. I love airport yeah. restaurants because it's just like they're they're terrible food. It's overpriced. Awful. Nobody wants to talk. I love them all. Yeah. They're great. 
that's yeah it's a weird thing to well, say it's it's just like yours. it's it's amazing yeah usually when you go to a restaurant like people are there because i mean people are happy to be there they're happy to go out to have a meal with their family or friends or whoever everyone in an airport restaurant is miserable yeah, right. Yeah. No one's happy to be there. Because like, if you're there, you're bait you're on you're on a layover or you haven't even started your trip yet. Yeah. Right. So like you're so far from your destination and you're just you're eating because you have to. You don't want to eat at any of these places. So yeah, by and large, I once this is a wild story. I was once flying, I forget where it was through. I was absolutely starving. I needed to eat something. The only place that was like you could eat was there was a Chili's and the lineup was huge. The place was packed. I finally get to the front of the line. I was by myself. It's like just for one. Yep. Cool. And then there's this young kid behind me and, uh, and he goes, or she points at him and goes, are you just one? He goes, yeah. She goes, cool. She grabs too many. She goes, come with me. And we're following her through thinking we're going to the bar top or like our own little table sits us down at the same booth, two people, two person booth. (laughs) Didn't ask us. That's you know, Alex's like, idea of hell. Oh that my god, literally dude. be I got oh. sat down with a complete stranger you got up at a restaurant, left, right? No, I bought the guy dinner. <laughs> you and I are the most opposite <laughs> species of human. I like, sat down that could possibly exist. And that's actually, actually how James and I met. That's how that was the story. And then, it was Tim. <laughs> and I was like, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> dude, I would be I would be sweating. Dude, it, no, look, even I was I was phenomenally uncomfortable at first, but the only thing that like I was I was like the only thing that's worse is this kid's position because he's like 18 and is definitely even more uncomfortable than I am. Like this looks like it's been his first time at an airport and he's like, "Why do people fly places? This is an this is a terrible experience." And I found so I started chatting to the I'm like I, we we must have to say some words to each other. And so we started chatting and he was he was 18 and he was heading off to like boot camp. He was joining the military. And uh and he told me his whole story and it was, you know, it was a crazy story. And so by the end of it, I was like, well, hey man, let me, you know, you're you're heading off to go do something awesome for a greater good. Let me let me get your meal. So I I bought him chilies. I thought you just played credit card roulette with him too. God damn it, private. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, that was uh that was a wild experience. I think my favorite airport experience was after Marco Andretti's wedding. We were in, we were, everybody was flying out of Allentown, Pennsylvania, you know, the ABE airport, which is like, there's like four gates and like two of them are used. And then there's the one bar and restaurant there, but it's, it's after the wedding. I'm in the airport security line and I'm talking to these two women that were also at the wedding and they're like, so Tim, do you, do you fly out of here a lot? I was like, Oh, you know, I come and visit Marco every now and then I wouldn't say I'm here a lot. Like I don't, I don't come here that often. And then we went went to the airport bar and sat down and they just, the bartender goes, Oh, Mr. Durham, the usual. And I turned to, I was like, (laughs) I might, I might come here a lot. (laughs) No, you just fly to Allentown to go to that bar. bar. It was whatever the the beer that they have on tap in Pennsylvania is. I can't think of the name right now. And then the Yingling? terrible airport nachos. Yeah, I think it's a Yingling and the terrible airport nachos. Yeah. Hey. But yeah, that was my. I was I was pretty proud of that. Proud That's and ashamed. 
ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Why pick one city, one beach, one restaurant, or even one view? With Celebrity Cruises, you can have it all. Explore the best of Europe, the Caribbean, and Alaska with the best premium cruise line. And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises' semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by stateroom category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We, we kind of glossed over the fact that, that James was flying uh, somewhere. So, James... You were flying to the SRX race to commentate, it was. which it was. I turned on the last uh, 30 minutes of it because like, I had stuff to do at the racetrack and then yeah. dinner and got home and whatever. Yeah. Yet again, you knocked it out of the park with your... I mean, it was so much more interesting that you were doing it instead of Danica. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Like, <laughs> I did a much better me. job. So very, very good. Um, but it actually looks like an awesome race. Like, yeah, it was, I mean, it was like a blast. It was really good. Yeah, that's it's our job was really easy because the race was awesome. Like it cannot be overstated like what Tony Stewart has done. I mean, with that series, we'll get to that with the Eldora racetrack. And like we were lucky enough to get to talk to a bunch of guys that had raced there, you know, guys in the series that were in SRX that had raced there in the past or you know, the silver crown cars were racing as like a, another, another event that night. And I, and I know some of those guys was talking to those guys. This track is just so revered by everybody that gets to drive on it. It's just such a cool Why? place. The way it races, the facilities, the history behind it, you know, the place has been around since the fifties. They have some of the biggest races, uh, you know, in, in sprint cars and world of outlaws and all that stuff uh, are held there. I mean, the, the place was built because the guy who built it was a huge fan of the Indy 500, you know, and the track's only about two hours from Indy and he wanted to build a track that the drivers from the Indy 500 would come and race at, you know, and cause that's back when Mario and AJ and, and all those guys would drive dirt cars, you know, and drive sprint cars and they're off weekends, whatever. So that's what he built and that's what he did. And the racing's always awesome. There's high lines, there's low lines, everything's great. 
So yeah, so we, we get there and uh, they actually let me take one of these things out for like 10 laps to try to get and? a feel for it. So yeah, so I knew what I was talking about. Dude, it was so much fun. I've never driven a stock car. I've never driven on dirt. And they just let, they're like, oh, here. So I just borrowed Marco's helmet, hopped in this thing and started ripping around. And it was, it was literally like, I get, SRX is just a real life version of the LCQ league. Right. It's just buddies in cars at tracks that they've never been to before, just having a blast. And the car's got so much power. Like you can't even, you can't even get close to full throttle in these things. Cause you're just always sideways or spinning tires. The racing was great. The format, they keep tweaking the format. I think they found a really nice spot. Um, the, you know, Tony qualified first through the heat formats, right? And then had a problem during the pace laps of the final where he was starting on pole and had to come to pit lane to fix his problem. And so he took the start from laugh from shotgun on the field. It still proceeded to drive through the field and win the race, but like only with five to go or something, he got the lead. Like he made it a really entertaining race and guys were racing all around the track. There was, you know, we have a bunch of competition cautions to get everybody back together. There were wrecks. I mean, PT hit a bunch of guys, Ernie Francis Jr. And TK were getting into it with one another. There was some, <laughs> some heated stuff, you know, on the racetrack, but it was so much fun to watch. The cars looked awesome to drive. They, looked, they were having a blast out there. It was a really, really fun weekend. And well, what, what's so cool too was just like the the drones going around got amazing footage. Like the fact that you talked to Tony in the middle of the race, it was right, right. Like, so, so this like, is this is during the yellow. Whole, no, no, he went green, and Tony was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pass your friend here in a lap." Dude, you haven't seen the clip yet. I'm gonna no. send you the clip. It's one of the coolest things that's happened in television motorsports history. <laughs> So we, the whole point of SRX is to have fun, right? And so we're pushing some boundaries on some of this stuff. So like the drone footage that they get is incredible. The drone pilot is just like unbelievably talented. And we're doing some stuff with augmented reality. We had Michael Waltrip was wearing a heart rate monitor. We had some live biometrics popping up. We had some cool telemetry stuff we were doing. But one of the things Tony said is he was like, I want you to talk to me under green. I was like, are you sure? He goes, yeah, absolutely. And dude, like I said, I went and drove this thing. It's a 20-second lap, okay? You are never going straight. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even fathom trying to, like, pull a tear. Like, I don't know how you could pull a tear off if you're not under yellow. Like, you're you're too busy. Your hands are just always moving. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, so you want me to touch you under green? Like, I'm thinking, how is he going to hold the button while he's sawing at the wheel? But he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. I'm like, all right. So he's coming through the field, and he had a little bit of a gap. I'm like, all right, this looks like it might be a great time to try it. Let's do it. Grab the radio. You know, hey, Smoke, hinch up in the booth. You got me? He's like, yeah, buddy, how's it going up there? I'm like, good, man, how's it going down there? He's like, yeah, it's good, man. So we're just like having this conversation, and he's just he's just buzzing around labs, just talking away. And he goes, oh, hey, I'm coming up on uh, your little brother Marco here. Just uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pass him in this corner real quick. Please hold. Unkeys the button, <laughs> sends it in on Marco, pulls off the pass, and it just carries on his day. Dude, it was oh. He like Babe Ruthed it, you know. He like pointed to <laughs> the his field. shot. He yeah. called his shot, and it was epic. It was so funny. Good for him. It was. It was so. It was funny. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And like honestly, man, one of the most impressive things was seeing, because you know you've got, you've got Marco, you've got Elio, TK, you know PT, kind of from the open wheel world, and then Scott Speed was there, who's literally driven everything. 
you had a local ringer named Cody Swanson who's like the winningest he's driver the man. in USAC. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome and like the nicest guy in history, like the nicest person you've ever met. Uh, obviously, Tony, uh, Michael Waltrip, Willie T. Ribs, uh, Bobby Labonte, Ernie Francis Jr. from Trans Am. So you you have this wide range of of people, wide range of experience, right? The IndyCar guys, none of whom had dirt experience of any kind, did phenomenally well. So like we were, I was down there for the practice uh, laps on the Friday night, and Ray Evernham, who is running the show, is like Hall of Fame crew chief from NASCAR. He has the, the series has um, Ken Schrader, Kenny Schrader, and David Stremme, who are both former NASCAR guys. They do all the test driving for the series, right? So they go the night before, take all the cars out, make sure they all feel the same, feel even, whatever. And they also help kind of coach the guys a little bit, especially on dirt. So they're out there running around, and you know, you do 15 laps, come in, they'll lean in, say, try this, try that, go back out, lean in, this, that, whatever. So obviously Tony Stewart was the guy everybody had their eyes on in practice. You know, it's his track, it's his series, his car. Like he's probably gonna be pretty good at this. And PT, Marco, Elio, they were learning so fast that Ray Evernham at one point was like clocking. I think it was Castro Neves at one point. And he looked at his watch and he looked over at me. He goes, I can't believe this. He goes, these guys, he goes, I understand now why these guys are all superstars. Like the talent in this field is incredible. And he shows me the stopwatch. He's like, that's a 10th off of Tony. And it's his, it's his third, it's his 13th lap, you know, and Tony lives here. You know, it's just, it, it was, it was so cool to watch how everybody kind of learned and adapted and modified and pushed the limits and found the limits. And um, like Paul Tracy was up to speed insanely fast. Like his very first run, he was catching Tony doing a different line and Tony was looking in his mirror like man I guess I got to try that line then cuz he's just right. chewing me up you know <laughs> it was so fascinating to watch uh and in the race like they did really well Paul led laps Marco won a heat Castro Neves finished on the podium in the final like it was it was really impressive to see the open wheel guys get out there and and wheel it on the dirt man and then they're racing at Lugas Oil this weekend right that's right. So this uh, this is going to be race, and that's the four. only race this weekend that anybody should watch. <laughs> <laughs> I highly disagree, sir. Um, but so I mean, technically, we're a racing podcast. So I'm assuming Alex didn't watch any other racing this weekend because he was busy. But Max Verstappen won one of the most boring races of the year uh, in Austria. Good for him. And then Kyle Larson was gonna win. On Saturday, Pocono doubleheader in NASCAR, he was going to be, you know, one of the only handful of drivers that had ever won four races in a row. And his tire blew on the last lap, turn two at Pocono. So Alex, he he hits the wall, tire goes down, hits the wall in two, and he basically just keeps his foot in it and his rim shots around three and still finished like fifth. So did the Chad <laughs> Chad Reed I racing line. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just drove it on the on the wall the entire way around. <laughs> exactly right, and it worked. It worked beautifully. Uh, uh, well, then, I mean, that sucks, but also thank goodness he didn't win again. Yeah, yeah, that would have been weird. Four in a row uh, would have been. I mean, William Byron won, so it was still another Hendrick car. They're kind of killing I thought, it. I thought Kyle won. Kyle won the Sunday race. So on Sunday, there's a weird fuel strategy thing, and like. Kyle's shifter broke. He was like stuck in fourth gear at one point. His crew chief had to climb through the passenger side window and was in the car with him in pit lane, like fixing stuff. And he still won the race. That's amazing. That's cool. It's, that's Kyle for you. That's cool stuff. Um, okay. Well, uh, got mid Ohio. Mid Ohio. Yeah. Jace. 
Um, that was a pretty good race for the team last year, wasn't it, Alex? Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres. And you, that was a double header, right? Y- yes. And, and I you was, were on the podium I was on Trace and Dose. Trace and Dose. So, yeah. So, cautiously optimistic or? Not these days. No. Cautiously pessimistic, I think, is the. <laughs> <laughs> can we get that can we make that shirt can we make yeah, it a uh, yeah. cautiously pessimistic shirt yeah just alex's logo is just cautiously pessimistic and then alex's logo oh man i want that that's great that that's, is pretty good that might be my new tinder profile bio the, i mean the, <laughs> the glass is certainly half empty at this point <laughs> might even be a quarter I empty i don't know if the glass is half True. empty or half full but i know that it's piss in there <laughs> No, um, I love I I love Mid Ohio. It's um, yeah. I mean, it's all there's really. Man, I don't know that I've ever seen a Dalmatian in real life. Huh? Never been to a firehouse anywhere in America. Come on. For no, for reference, Alex is looking out the window. This doesn't have anything yeah, to do sorry. with Mid Ohio. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry. I'm looking out the window. Where is the other hundred of them? Yeah. Do I need to get something shiny just to like, like, wait? No, over here. Back, yeah. back over here. All right. Eight, I'm two minutes dog. and 10 seconds left. Got He's it. got so, ADOS, attention deficit. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> no, that's Ryan. Hunter X. That is uh, Ryan. That's Hunter X. So, yeah, no, love Mid Ohio. Um, the, the weather looks very pleasant, which is, uh, yeah, positive. it looks wonderful. And, um, Fans, it's full capacity in the paddock, so come out. July 4th weekend, let's make it a party. Let's bring fireworks if you're allowed. Yeah, for sure. As long as you're done setting them off by like 10 o'clock. And you don't set them off before 9 a.m. 6 a.m. Yeah, 6 a.m. fireworks. Oh, my Uh, God. I will tell you guys what Alex's bus looks like if you want to set it off right next to it. (laughs) Are you saying at the track, James? Yeah. Oh, why don't you tell him what James's bus looks like? He's the one that bitched and moaned about the fireworks. That's true. That's you're, actually you're, true. It was more about me. Yeah. 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 I, just, I don't know yeah. what James's looks like James. anymore. It looks like Marcos. Oh, okay. Well, then done. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, did you leave your 64 in there? Because I really want to play some Mario Kart. I no, yeah. I I bought Marco a 64 for his bus. Right. So it should yeah, still be in there unless you took it out. In there, yeah. Yeah, because I also got him one for his house, so I'm going to imagine he didn't take it out. How many you 64s only got have one. you bought? I don't have well, any. I, I, first you, of all, I left one at your house for a long time, and you never used it, so I took it back. No, that's not true. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to be rude. You Actually, your TV is still in my garage. Do you want that? Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> I very nearly threw it out the other day, so I'm glad I asked. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it, the N64 should still be on Marco's bus, yes. Okay, I'll go... I'll go rifling through cabinets and see what I can find. <laughs> I'll call me. I'll I'll tell you where it is. Um, uh, so yeah. So we'll see how it goes. It's a fun track. It's a great track. I do love that place. It's a very fun place to drive an Indy car. Not the most fun place to race an Indy car, just because passing's tough and following's tough. But like, like yeah, driving a car there is pretty fun. Most of the places we go to, passing and following's a breeze. Right. But like this one's notoriously bad. Oh, well, wait till Gateway. Well, yeah, I mean, I was okay. Why do why why are we just why are you ruining everything? I, I'm sorry. Have you guys met? Yeah, before? sorry. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> Alex is James. James, Alex. Uh, nice to meet you. <laughs> Not really. 
<laughs> Anyways, we're all going to die someday. Uh, <laughs> But but at least we'll have to pay a lot of taxes before we do it. You know that as soon as you're born, you start dying? Yeah. And on that note... Uh... <laughs> well, true. I hope that you don't like airports, racing, or living. Because apparently, yeah, we covered our disdain for all of those things here today. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Tim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that, I mean thin. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.